don't know how many people had, yeah, the Dodgers getting swept. Yeah, maybe after the two games, but before the series. Mm, interesting. Uh, Dodger Nation's Clint Pasillas is going to join us soon. He's the lead editor there. So we'll get really deep on what went down with the Dodgers, what went wrong with the Dodgers. So stay tuned on that front. I just wanted to finish up a combo on the Houston Astros. Um, their bullpen's really good. They're pitching solid. Like there, there's not one person that should be able to say, mm, let's see it. I don't think this team can win a world series. You know, like there is, there were, there were times during this year where I felt like people were like, Oh, the Astros, they're not as good this year. You know, I, I promise you on this show alone, there have been people that we've, we have had like writers on like, and you know, with the, the, the Astros kind of down this year, are they? And also, would it be the same if, you know, they won 96 games instead of 90? Is that what changes things? You know, a few games here or there. I think for me, the biggest problem um, was actually, the hint is right there. What happened with them against the Royals and the A's during that little stretch, you're like, hello, are you there? Hello. But like, maybe they weren't there. Maybe they're just jaded and they're like, yo, we're good. We'll, we'll get in there. No. I think so what, the Royals of- just... Smacked them a little bit? No, I think it woke them up. They weren't okay. sitting there going, eh, eh, whatever. But I think those series woke them up. Mm-hmm. I think they went, especially because they went back and played the Royals again. And it was like, okay, we got these guys. And maybe that was like the little that they needed. And they're, they're firing all cylinders right now. When you have Jose Abreu hitting dingers and you're thinking about moving him up in the lineup to protect Tucker and Jordan. But to me, the biggest thing, what Dusty Baker allowed Urquidy to do, that has not been the narrative at all this postseason from any of the managers. It has been, okay, I know you haven't started a game since, what was it, like July something he hadn't started a game? Been a minute. He's been, you know, the opener. Dusty loves that guy. And he took, he let him out there after Julian hit the home run off of him. That is so much trust. And there's never any way to quantify this, but that trust is seen throughout the entire clubhouse. Whether or not you think, if you're Chaz McCormick and you're like, Dusty doesn't like me, he thinks I'm fat. You know, all the narratives that are out there. Dusty Baker instills trust in his players. And those are little things that helps everybody be confident. If you weren't confident enough, and people be like, oh, you have to be confident. You're in the big leagues. It's not all the time. Not everybody's confident. But to me, him sticking with Urquidy there as long as he did, and then Urquidy rewarding the manager. He's got they gotta both feel really good about it moving forward. Well, he does that with players too. He did that with Abreu. I mean, there was times where people were like, You gotta start sitting Abreu. He's done. It's on a three-year contract. They're, they're like, he better not be done. It happened last year. Yuli Guriel um certainly took a step back. But then they played him in the playoffs, and he played pretty damn well. He had some key knocks for them. So I will give them credit. They're doing things that a lot of other teams are not doing. They are. And you can say they're super analytical, but some of those things are, are not, right? They are, they are using what's called feel at times to keep a starter in the game, to have faith in the veterans. Also, veterans do matter, okay? We've seen plenty of rookies in this playoffs alone. Some have been like Corbin Carroll, although very few. And there have been many that have looked like they're out of steam pitchers and hitters alike and that includes dudes on the Dodgers so let's actually get into them right now right James Outman had a really really tough finish to the season the Dodgers young pitching that we were talking about 
wasn't there yet to be able to take them through a series. Dodger Nation's Clint Pasias joining us right now, lead editor at DodgersNation.com. Did I nail the pronunciation too? How did I do? Crushed it. Crushed it, Scott. Appreciate you. you. That's awesome. And I love that you're already moved on to the NFL season there. You're with that hat. It's... It's sadly, sadly, it's becoming a tradition here in the house where I get to flip. You know, at least my my Eagles are five and zero right now. I feel let's a little go. better about that. And hey, you know, right now, jokingly on social media, let's go Rangers. I'm all about Creed. I'm all about the Rangers. But we're here to talk about the Dodgers for sure. <laughs> okay, so let's start super big picture. Okay, because this team has been a playoff team for so many years now. Is the way that you will think about the you know decade plus run of the Dodgers, which is still continuing like 20 years from now. Wow. That team was like the Atlanta Braves. It just dominates in the division and they get to the playoffs every year and they won yeah. once one year and I'm, I'm okay. I mean, 2020, it's still the same tournament and all that, but that people will say is if they don't pull off titles at some point, they're just a good regular season ball club. Hey, you have connective tissue there with Stan Kasten running both of those clubs in some way, shape, or form. Not throwing Stan under the bus, just putting that out there. Uh, but yeah, at this point, you know, Dodgers Nation, the fan base, you know, it went from frustrating. It went from there's a lot of excuses. And yeah, even at this team, you could point to a lot of different things that went wrong. Starting pitching, they did not have a, a glut of starting pitching ready to go. Um, but at some point, you know, it, it just it gets embarrassing. This is. Uh, you guys know how it is on social media. You know how it is on the X, as they call it now. Um, you, there's a lot of smack talk. Dodgers fans talk a lot of smack back, and then it seems like we can't back it up, uh, or the team can't back it up unless it's a shortened season and they still feel like they're playing game 61 of the season in 2020, which I will say, I'm going to point it out before I get a lot of crap for that, everybody had the same amount of opportunity to win that year. And the Dodgers just happened to do it. Also, it helps when Corey Seager goes on God mode, like he's doing again. Yeah, they could have re-signed Corey Seager too, couldn't they have? They could have. They could. I mean, it's Grazie, sorry. I don't want to talk about it. Sorry to bring that up. <laughs> hey, we're we're Eagles. We're Eagles fans together. Okay, so we we've got a lot of sunshine here that we can bring. Okay, <laughs> yes, Corey sir. Seager probably would have been the play, but hey, you know what? You guys will get Shohei Otani, and all will be right in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll yeah. spend a few because, minutes on that because he's because he's a good playoff player. I, I know he's going to be a great playoff player. <laughs> he's got a lot. Of I hope to see it one day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see a difference in this team? You watch this team. We watch a lot of baseball. We don't watch every game like you watch every game. Do you see yeah. a difference in this team in the playoffs compared to what you see night in and night out for 162 games? A thousand percent. We're going beyond a hundred percent. It's it's the the calendar shifts and you see the tension. You see you see the team get nervous. I explained it on on my show where uh, it's like it's like you you know you almost got in a car wreck with with grandpa in the car and every time you get in the car now like I don't want to disappoint grandpa. Like I I when when they made and I'm sure at some point you guys might might bring it up or whatever but when when they made the seismic shift in the roster last postseason after last postseason after last postseason you 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 uh, let Trey Turner Justin Turner Cody Bellinger go I was like all right maybe it's this maybe it's this core maybe you change it up and you you go a different route um, but you saw the same nerves you saw the same um, just kind of 
fear. And I don't know if it's fear, but they look scared out there. Like they didn't want to embarrass or, or disappoint the fan base there at Dodger Stadium. So the excitement of maybe they move on. Maybe they're not a 100-win team. Maybe they're not even a, a, a division-winning team. Maybe they don't need to open at Dodger Stadium. Where kind of over the last decade, they don't play well in the playoffs at Dodger Stadium. And we saw it again. And, you know, I mean, credit to the Diamondbacks. They came out uh, ready to win and re- with nothing to lose. And that's a very fun ball club um, that, that had excitement like we saw with the Padres last year. Yeah, a lot of credit to the Diamondbacks. But a lot of credit to the Dodgers. They were still in all of these games. Yes. But to me... And he can't the, – the series doesn't hinge on one at bat, but the reason you are putting on an NFL hat right now, and I hope it's an Eagles hat if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we the got reason birds. You have, we got birds. Yeah, let's go. Go birds. <laughs> the reason you have your NFL hat on today and not a Dodger blue hat for a game four isn't because you brought Austin Barnes in. But that is a mic to me. That's a microcosm of what I see from afar from the Dodgers mm-hmm. that they would not that they would bring their last possible position player off the bench, and it's Austin Barnes, a fellow backup catcher. He's had a better career yeah. than I have had, but that is yeah. Like, who, and who hurts. was he replacing? David Peralta. David Peralta. I know he's cold right now, but David Peralta? He hit 317 against lefties during the year. And I know it's like 30 some at bats. So what? I mean, are you kidding me? We're comparing those two in terms of hitting profiles against anyone right now in the bigs? Yeah, where we see some, uh, I wouldn't call them panic moves, but. I'm, we're we're Dave Roberts defenders. It's getting much more difficult to be a Dave Roberts defender. However, it's hard to really say he did a whole lot wrong because Barnsey had a great, you know, from August on, he hit, you know, I think over 270 or whatever. He was getting on base. He was putting good wood on, on the ball. Um, still, the fact that you were uh, left in that situation where you – you pinch hit your, you know, six point five million dollar offseason acquisition. Somebody who carried you through uh, the most of the season, and go to your backup catcher who hadn't played since what I think September thirtieth, in the biggest, you know, the, the spot that's going to keep your season alive. It is pretty dang questionable. Uh, and and when you look at at when they did maybe overthink the roster heading into the the DS here, putting that twenty six man roster together, and Dave Roberts told. Told you know, told us that the reason they went with uh, um, who am I looking for? They went with uh, Colton Wong, who had a nice series off the bench, but they went with Colton Wong over Ahmed Rosario because the Diamondbacks don't really have left-handed pitching. That situation might not come up. Well, it did, and it was in an elimination game, and you know Austin Barnes is <laughs> the guy they went with. Do you think it's more surprising how bad the beginning of games went for them? or that the team is looking at Mookie and Freddie and getting consistent, incredible performances almost every single day during an 162-game campaign. And then they turn to them, and I know it's only three games, and Mookie said it himself, I contributed nothing to this series. Yeah, yeah, that's um, this is a team that lives and dies with Marcus Lynn Betts and Fred Word Friedman. That's not his real name, but to have that happen... um, I don't know if it if it stems from 
you know, the, the, the first inning of game one, you know, everything kind of started with, uh, and, and also big time love to James Altman. It was, it was a very tough play in center field, but you know, it, he healed it. He's going to tell you, he's got to make that play. And then the walls started closing in immediately. That's the first fly out. The first out Kershaw goes on to give up six runs in the inning. They're down nine, nothing before the seats are warm in LA and people could actually get into the stadium because of shite traffic. Um, Everything started closing in from there, and Mookie Mookie just did not take good swings. And you know, he didn't want to hear about it after game two. You have no choice after game three. And he owned up. It's like, look, I did nothing to help. Uh, your your top two hitters in the lineup have one base hit in the three games, and it's on an infield single that Freddie barely beat out. That's tough. So um uh to borrow from Blink 182 and our, our friend Orioles broadcaster Kevin Brown. You know, Mookie and Freddie, where are you? Because they did not show up. <laughs> and I am available for weddings and bar mitzvahs in the offseason. That is tremendous. <laughs> I don't think Blink-182 or Creed are going to be sung at weddings or bar mitzvahs. But, hey, you know what? I hope we'll, not. We'll see, it. we'll see if it works out. What What changes need to be made? Is, is, is the whole offseason hinged on Otani? Being the starting pit. Oh wait, no, he's not going to be a starting pitcher next year. So, yeah. is is this a? Do you feel like this needs to be a reverse course, or are the Dodgers going to say, "No, we're good. Look how many games we won. The playoffs are really tough." Yeah this this is this is the hardest one. I thought you know you know being a fan and being you know somebody in media doing all this kind of stuff. I thought I knew everything, so I thought after last season again they they really changed the culture in the clubhouse yeah you still have some pieces in there uh with with freddie with mookie uh max muncie's a max a, a huge voice in that clubhouse but you lost justin turner it's like maybe it's not on him but the, there was a change there that's a seismic change that's 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 that was Dave Roberts, field general in there. He had something he wanted to say to somebody. You tell JT first, and he puts his arm around a player. You lose that, and you change so much of, of that team, of, of the, the roster, the, the culture in there. You assume, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's not going to be such a boring team that we had saw. You know, 21, they fell apart. There was injuries. 22, they just they didn't have – you know, they didn't uh, – they didn't take enough of the the gas station, you know, get hard pills and, and crush an energy drink and go play and have a good time. Uh, this this team I thought would be different. They somehow roll out of bed and win another 111 or 100 games, and then this happens. I don't know what you do. Dave Roberts, brilliant manager, one of the best managers you'll ever see. Yeah, he has the keys to uh, a Ferrari, to a Maserati, to whatever the hell car you, you want to call it. Um, and he's one of the better drivers, but I don't know, a, a break locks up, something happens uh, during the postseason, and I don't know what you change, but I'm sure Andrew Friedman, Brandon Gomes, they're going to have some some uh, interesting conversations over the next few days, and Dodger fans, they want to see something change. This this is the offseason where you did your change last offseason. It ultimately gave you the same results. Technically worse. You got swept. At least you won a game against the Padres. What what do you change now? What do you change now? I ask you, Kratzy, you've been there. You've you've you know, you've played this team in the postseason. And it's a team that's built to eventually, you know beat a team down in seven games or whatever 
they, they lost that dog. They oh. did. They did. And and just just to mention, just to talk about that that series, they didn't hit worth a lick that series. They got a couple big hits. I didn't keep a ball in front. Manny Machado moved up to second base, and Cody Bellinger hit a base hit through the hole to win the to win the extra inning game. And then we went we went four seamer up and in and it ran across the plate and Bellinger hit a dinger in Milwaukee. I think it's the first ever MVP of the NLCS that hit under 180. <laughs> we'll take him where we can get him. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But that's yeah. But that's also part of I say those exact same things on the flip side as a Dodger, and I'm saying as a Dodger front office and being like, that's all it takes in the postseason. That's all yeah. we need. So we're just going to yeah. keep plugging away. They need more yeah. bats. You had a Bellinger hit, and you had a, a massive game-saving play from Chris Taylor. The moments that that really get a team going. And the last two off seasons, you know, they said it multiple times last off season. You know, we just didn't get the hit. The other team did. They said the same. You know, Mookie said essentially the same thing last night. You know, we didn't get the hit. They did. I think that from what I've gathered from Dodger fans, it will be a bigger disappointment in their minds if they don't land Shohei Otani versus the disappointment that they just faced in the playoffs. My view of the feedback that I get from our chat and YouTube and all the socials that get hit up is that half of the Dodger fans that are in the FT fam that follow us are like, yo, we're not expecting much here. We, we don't have the pitching. Um, we just don't feel good about this team. We don't think we're a World Series team. Sure, we're supposed to be the Diamondbacks, but I don't think – I did not get positive vibes about this team going into right now, not going into the year, not going into a month ago, right now. But the conversation already while the series was starting is like, yo, when is it time for us to start talking Otani again? Um, so – I think it's going to be one of the biggest stories that we've ever seen in the offseason. And I, I do genuinely think that the Dodgers have been talked about with Otani and linked to him so much already that if yeah. they don't get him, I think it's going to be one of the most devastating time periods in the history of the franchise, which is crazy because it's like one dude and he can go anywhere and there's other teams with money and whatever else. But it's, it's that much of a front runner and it's that much reliance on from Dodger fans. Do you get the same vibes? Yeah, I mean, this was the whole – we keep going back. I keep going back to last offseason. Everything was like, we're letting all these guys go to to save up money. You know, you're trying to save the piggy bank for – or the Shohei piggy bank. Um, I, I don't know if Shohei is 100% the answer, but I know everybody is clamoring for this guy. They're looking at him as the savior for this team in the postseason next year and beyond. But the problem is, you know, you guys already said it. Shohei isn't pitching in 2024 – and the Dodgers put together, the, I think it was historically the worst starting pitching performance over the three games. I mean, you have Lance Lynn, uh, you know, he had an inning, you know, of, of some dog, two innings of dog in there, but then the wheels came off really quick. Um, he was, he was the, 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 the starting pitcher leader going two and two thirds inning that that's just not going to cut it. So, so you, you need more, you need more than Shohei. So, yeah. okay. And JD Martinez had a nice year. That's, JD yeah, that's was phenomenal in during the regular season. He played in what is only 120, 130 games, whatever it is. He missed significant time, over 100 RBI, 30 homers. JD is back. He did what he's supposed to do. Uh, sadly, JD does not pitch. And also, sadly, doesn't either. 
Right, but sadly, yeah. next year, Shohei's a DH only, and so is JD. Yeah. So is it successful if Shohei comes over and he hits 33 homers and 105 RBI? No. Because if you're expecting I, it, more no. from if they add 53. two or three, I don't even know what, you know, what, what you don't have the Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got some bomb dogs in there. Uh, you don't have a Garrett Cole uh, this coming winter. You don't you don't really have like the the extremely elite starting pitching that's going to be available out there. And yeah, the Dodgers have some really good young talent. They are going to get Walker Bueller back uh, next season, but you don't know what he's going to look like. Uh, you don't know what Clayton Kershaw is going to be, uh, where he's going to be, what he's going to be doing, and 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 if how you know, well, he can pitch into next season. So you need pitching in the, I don't know how much is available out there. Um, but Shohei nice, not going to be a savior. I will point out there is still a pretty big difference in stats that front offices are looking at. I'm telling you the OPS plus hundreds league average, big number. And they go weighted runs created plus I do OPS plus usually for fans because weighted runs sounds too nerdy and the stats are very similar. Appreciate but it. Yes, 184 for Shohei, 134 for JD. That's a massive difference still. And it's no slight. 134 is like all-star status. 184 is MVP status in terms of just the offense. That's just an offensive number. So he was 304, 412, 654 slug, 44 dingers. And uh, RBIs doesn't matter. The Angels suck, so I'm not looking at those that much. But 95 RBIs. So he's going to help the offense a ton if he's in this series that happened just now. Because that's the thing. I mean, yes, the pitching sucked, and we'll get to them in a sec. But um, what was the final score last night? 4-2? 4-2. 4-2. Like, Dodgers – we said this about the Braves, too. Like, they were going to have to – you're going to have to win some games in a series like this, like 5-4. Also, the Diamondback staff's good. It's not elite. It's good. Mm -hmm. So – I, I know, you know, it's it's kind of like this struggle where some people are like, oh, we didn't have the pitching, whatever. But I'm like, but yeah. you didn't have the offense either. Not in this series, at least. Offense yeah, the didn't last, show up. The last two postseasons, they really didn't have the offense. Last year, the bullpen was much worse, and that's kind of what didn't help them get past the Padres. But the bats, you know, you got to put up some runs, you know. Uh, my my co-host likes to say, if you want the dub, you got to slug. I, I say, if you want the dub, go score some runs. You score more points to the other team, you win. It's crazy. It's a simple game when you when you think about it. And and yeah, it comes from the top. And you know, Shohei's not going to be batting first, second, and third in the Dodger lineup next year. He's not going to do enough. And solo homers, as we saw from JD in the series, you know, he had I think he just had the one bomb. Um, you know, it's not going to do enough. Just the one homer is not going to. You need to get some guys on, get some ducks on the pond, drive them in, keep the line moving, uh, all that jazz. And uh, Shohei, nice. Very nice, but again, not the difference maker. And there's there's just a world of problems. Is it is it the culture? I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. This is the most lost I've been with this team for sure. A world of problems with a hundred win team. <laughs> sounds like it's real. Like it's real playing, tough. You're playing the world's smallest fiddle. A hundred <laughs> wins because the team the, the team across the street and in, in LA they would love to get a hundred wins in two seasons. But who is going <laughs> to hey, get? Hey. 211 wins, one uh, postseason win the last two years. That's, that's pretty rough. So here pretty it rough. is. So here it is. Here's your rotation next year. Walker Bueller, Bobby Miller. Uh, this is where you pick me up. Blake Snell. Right. You got – oh, Blake Snell is honestly that's, – that's my guy. Jordan uh, Montgomery. 
Yeah, but that, what about the young dudes? And what about? I mean, That's we, we got to bring yeah, up got, Clayton. Yeah, it's 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 Ryan. We got to bring up Emmett. Like what? Yeah, oh, fill I, this. You out know, for I have I have a Clayton Kershaw take, but I'm too afraid to put it on on you know out to the world. But I think one, he's uh, he's got to be done. He's got to be done at this point. And it's not because like you know, I, Dodger fans don't. I I love. Clayton Kershaw with every fiber of my being. I just, I don't know how he can want to come back to this. You know, last year it had the feeling of jobs not finished. Uh, you know, this time you, you were picked out of a grocery store to fight prime Mike Tyson and he just wailed on you. He was ready. Um, and it's falling apart, man. The shoulder's not good. And it's the Dodgers. They don't tell you what's going on. So I think there's a point if we're talking about, you know, I keep going back to it. Last offseason, the change was you lose Justin Turner. That is a massive voice in that clubhouse. The the guy right next to him was Clayton Kershaw. He's not doing anything wrong. He's not the guy who's going to be out there, um, you know, hitting leadoff. But he's the guy who Dave loves to start in game one. And I don't know if he's a game one starter anymore. So there's a lot of questions with Clayton, man. And, and you know, I, this was not the send off I think anybody was hoping for. But beyond the Kershaw, there is there is some brightness. And you mentioned Damit Sheehan. You got Ryan Pepio, who if he did not, you know, his side didn't give out at the, the end of spring training. He was he was a man on a mission. Um, and there's there's other guys, you know, down in the system. Kyle Hurt. You have uh, uh, Landon Knack. I mean, there's there's some names down there that are intriguing but they're not like, all right, this team's going to go out and be a World Series favorite. Yeah, Blake Snell, that that's that's really, really nice. Um, Jordan Montgomery, very good pitcher. He's not going to excite the fan base. But uh, those are those are some of the moves that at least tell your fans, look, we're trying. We're, we're going to do what we can to make this team right, make this team better. And, you know, it's a win of an offseason if you go out and get like a Blake Snell and a Shohei. It's also a lot of money. Mitch, a lot of prices. Yes, that is definitely some expensive <laughs> Dodger dogs. But let's say, let's say, okay, I have, I have the answer. All right, there's I'm a left-hander available for the Dodgers. This year, he went a decent 13 and five with a 2.46 ERA with a with a plus 177 ERA plus ERA plus. So he's almost. He, he's and he's only he's only looking for one year deals, probably in like the ten to fifteen million dollar range. Mm-hmm. Do you want him? How many starts am I going to get out of him? Twenty five. Sounds good for the regular season. We can make Fine. it through another regular season. I'll take him, but I you know I need. A, so you're going to leave I, him off the playoff roster? I don't know. You do don't, I leave? Do I leave Hall of Famers off the playoff roster? You don't have the. <laughs> you don't have the, as the Phillies say to leave. Clayton Kershaw off the playoff roster, but that is my that is for me. I asked that question, and if I would have Doc here, if I would have Dave Roberts here, I would ask the same thing: Was that a obligatory game one start? Was that automatic? Like you were bringing Austin Barnes in for David yeah. Peralta, automatic? That, or was there that, that was honestly that was just the state of the rotation. You know the 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 Julio Arias you know situation that uh, that was. Uh, that that really just threw a wrench in the whole 
plan the whole system. Not that he was having a great season. And, you know, I don't want to talk too much about, about that situation because, you know, I don't think it's a Dodger fan really that wants to see that guy back, but with Kershaw, that was what you had. Bobby Miller, rookie. You probably don't want to throw him out there in, in game one. Uh, hindsight, I probably would have gone Lance Lynn just because he is a guy who has that raw and has that dog in him. But um, to to the question, yeah, you're looking at the numbers. You're plugging in 25 starts with all of all of the the Hall of Fame type of backing that you can get out of Kersh. You, you plug that into the starting rotation for the regular season. But obligatory – uh, game one start, uh, uh, I would I would say it's like a 60-40, maybe in 50-50. It was what they had. Okay. All right. I, I like Bobby Miller game one. Set a tone with a young guy as you're moving forward with your run, young rotation. Yeah. It's hard to and do that and look back because he didn't pitch well. I, I agree. I, no, I love yeah. Bobby Miller, and I thought he was going to do well. I'm saying before you make the decision. Sure. If you yeah, really I mean, don't Bobby would have that guy. I really feel Bobby would have been, you know, if it was game one, he would have had, you know, he had the weight of all of this, uh, you know, terror or whatever we're going to call, you know, all of the uh, uh, the scared and the frightened team trying to put that on his back. And um, he's he succeeded uh, in the past during this season. You know, he's kind of been that stopper, but situation got very big for him very quick. And that's to be expected. You know, this is his first go through with this. He's still very much a work in progress. Uh, progress. They did not expect him to you know, even come up and, and be on the big league roster in May, let alone starting game two for them in the NLDS. If I say one person's name, do you get angry? And tell me which way do you get angry? Trevor Bauer was a really good pitcher. <laughs> uh, I, I will I will limit my comments on that. I'll just say, <laughs> you know, I, I hope he's having a nice, uh, you know, season in Japan and, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a public figure, it says in my, my Twitter profile. But uh, if you're looking at the picture, if you're looking at the numbers and you eliminate any human being to any person, yeah, you want someone with uh, the ilk and the backing of the uh, the Mickey Mouse Cy Young in your, in your rotation there. Fair, fair. All right, lastly, what is going to be the top complaint in your mind from your fan base? Like, what are you it's- going to hear about? It's it's always sadly always Dave Roberts. It's forever going to be fire Dave Roberts. We have these comments. <laughs> oh oh, listen. Uh, wait, you have to wait, explain wait. to them how the modern manager works. Okay, it's very simple. Yeah. They yeah. don't have that much say. There's like five dudes that tell the front office shut the fuck up. We we went yeah. over this the other day, right? Dusty says shut the fuck up. Bochi says shut the fuck up. Doc does not. So. No. People need to relax. Hey, guess who else does that every second they can? Yankee fans. I can't stand Booney. The worst. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you see your roster right now? You guys suck right now. This year? Like, their veterans either got hurt or fell apart. I'm like, the team sucks. Any manager that was managing them and that and Rodon was a nothing. Like, you add everything up. They had two players on a 26-man roster, essentially. I'm like, yeah. what does that have to do with Aaron Boone? Like, <laughs> you're blaming him for everything. Yeah, I'm, 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 obviously, I put way more on front offices most of the time because 90% of the front offices in baseball are running the ship. They make the big bucks. They exactly do all of that. The roster, the decisions, yeah. the game planning. And there's a reason why they won't come out and say otherwise. And actually, there are now, this is becoming a thing, quite a few front office people around the game that actually just fucking lie. 
They come out and they say, oh, it's not, everything's on the manager. It's not me. That is such bullshit. And I will say that for a fact. Uh, we'll just say, you know, the Dodgers have a way of choosing their words and choosing their narratives, um, you know, very wisely for them. Um, to give Dave his credit, he is a brilliant manager of people. He keeps these teams together, and that's the only thing that really gets you through multiple hundred win seasons. You know, I'll throw back to that 2018 team that was a hodgepodge that uh, Cody Bellinger didn't have his best year. You brought in Matt Kemp as part of some sort of weird salary, uh, um, you know, shedding with with the Braves. They had uh, who else did they have? They had um, Yasiel Puig. Puig, there you go. I was going with Puig. Somehow he made that team into a cohesive unit. And, you know, also Kike not getting all the playing time in the world. CT3 having a really good, you know, uh, career up to that point. Uh, not that he hasn't since. I'm just saying, like, at that point, like, he's probably starting anywhere else, but he's kind of, you know, relegated to to that utility knife. We call him the, the, the uh, Swiss, uh, what is it? The Chris, Chris Tamer, Chris, I don't know. I can't, I'm trying to steal my buddy's thing, but anyways, he, <laughs> I, I crushed that one guys. Make sure that's a cut on Twitter. Like I want to say, yeah, you'll retweet <laughs> like, watch, the hell out of that. Yeah. Watch this idiot <laughs> stumble to steal someone else's joke. Um, but Dave, Dave can keep these guys together and keep them, uh, you know, he keeps the line moving in the regular season and he keeps people happy and he understands the, the people you point to in your clubhouse that are going to control the clubhouse. Jason Hayward this season, you know, this is a guy they, they, you know, the Cubs, thank you. You paid 22 or most of the $22 million for this guy. And, and Jay Hay was, was phenomenal. Not so much in the postseason, but he, he was incredible. He pointed to that guy. He pointed to Freddie. He points to the people, Max Muncie, you know, he stepped up in his voice this year. Um, you, you don't get old school managers. Oh, they could not do that. They could not. I, I mean, I could imagine Lou Pinella having a fight, you know, picking a fight with somebody like Jay Hay for wanting to have a voice. I, I, maybe not that one. Maybe not that far. Jay Hay's a good guy. But still, like, Dave is is uh, so damn good at his job. And, yeah, the people who say fire Dave Roberts are – they're the people who maybe go to, like, three games a year to get really, really just shit-faced and – they they read about it. They read about the team still in print media. You know, it's like they don't know what's going. They email us when things happen to the Dodgers. You know, those. <laughs> like, so I you can't believe you did this. I can't. I can't believe you did this. Angry Why would you snail do mail? This? Yeah. Snail mail. Well, next yeah. next year they'll be getting Blake's in a letter. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. In a letter. Yeah. yeah. Dearest Dave Roberts. Yes. Dear Dear Dave yeah. Roberts. All right. Last thing. Are you happier to be a Dodger fan? Or an Eagles fan. At the moment, this is uh, this is the <laughs> most strained my fandom of, of of the Dodgers has been for sure. Uh, but I'm a baseball guy. I, I love this. I love this sport. I love this stupid, painful sport. And as much as I'm saying, F you Dodgers, you're the worst. I never want to see you again. Uh, you know, it's already on my calendar. Pitchers and catchers reporting. Um, Dodgers all the way, man. And I'm looking forward to a very, very long. Very frustrating uh, hot stove uh, where not much is going to happen and everybody thinks that the team is terrible. And then everybody will be very excited showing up at Camelback Ranch uh, sometime in, in early to mid-February. But, uh, you know, go Birds. But, you know, I bleed Dodger Blue. His question actually just made me think about this for, for our finisher. Is, so Dave Roberts and many other managers, their top role is psychologist because – you have a big payroll, you usually get a lot of talent, and he knows 
You have to be able to manage all of that. Sit dudes, right? And it's not the yeah. platoon part. It's just also having depth. The Dodgers were one of the first teams to say, hey, depth really matters. Let's make sure mm -hmm. we have that consistently. Because in the regular season, everyone's going to lose people. And when they do, some people are going to call up guys that shouldn't be in the bigs right now. And some are going to be like, oh, that dude could be starting on X amount of teams. That takes skill. He has that. And I say that because when he asked you, would you rather be an Eagles or a Dodgers fan right now? I could do the same thing with, would you rather be a Padres fan? Would you rather be a Mets fan? Would you rather be a Cardinals fan? Would you rather be a Yankees fan? These are all big market, big money. Cardinals should spend more, but I'm putting them in that category. Talent teams that did not even make the playoffs. So yeah. just something to keep in mind too for Dodger fans. Well, Ray of Sunshine. Yeah, they're running things pretty good there to be able to actually yeah. give yourself a shot. Yes, they have to figure out how to win some playoff games and win that tournament-style atmosphere a little bit better. Um, I think most people would agree, but, like, they make it every year. Most fan bases don't. Like, this was the year of utter disasters, more than we've ever seen to, yeah. for a team to I've spend that kind of dough, right? I've never seen anything like it, those kind of teams falling, especially the yeah. Mets and Padres. Those two stand out to me because of the star power that was there. And it's not even like they were hurt. Padres had most of their dudes most of the year, and the Mets, for yeah. the most part, were okay. I mean, I know JV was hurt to start the year, but wow, true. Yeah, the Diaz, the Diaz thing Diaz in the WBC, that, that really crushed them there. Padre, the Padres just couldn't figure out how to play together until September, but you saw what they really could be in September. What, they went 20-7 and seven or whatever? It's going to be a yeah, scary when, team. when if, it didn't matter, if, though. <laughs> When That's it didn't my thing. Matter. Hey, at least they, you know they played up until what the final weekend where they thought they had something. You know, Manny Machado barely played in the last any defense in the last two months because of his barking elbow. Uh, if they get any of their pitching back, that's going to be a, a really scary team. But you know, we're already here and they're going to not spend as much. So um, that'll be another. It's going to be a fun off season. I tell yes, you, I, just wish, I wish I wish for Dodgers fans it was not starting until sometime in early November. And all right. Also, I mean, this isn't going to affect your team most likely because they're not going to trade him there. And I don't think that that's what they're going to be going after anyway. But in addition to the Otani conversation and, and what teams need to do, and there'll be some serious changes going on with some of those ball clubs, you would think. Uh, I think Mike Trout might get traded. And I just think the name and the star power, and you can say whatever you want about him, you know, not being on the field as much lately. Hey man, Trout Mike and Trout in the same offseason, dude. That is epic. Mike, Mike Trout, man. Uh, I would love to see that guy. Uh, not even just play in the postseason. I'd love to see him play. <laughs> One of these years, maybe he can might play some baseball. You know, he's played. I think people are are a little too one one no? game after the All Star game or after, after July fourth. One game, tough. Mike Trout, and and I think he hasn't played a full season since like 2015, 2016. Yeah, you, you flash back a few years, I think any fan base would say, give me Mike Trout immediately. Now it's like, how can you rely on him? Can you really rely on him? Because uh, he's hurt in the second half. But uh, Do you want that, him? All money is the same. Forget money for a second. Do you want him or James Outman as one of Mike your Trout. starting outfielders? I, I, will, I will take Michael Trout. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> but I would answer. like the world to know right, he's still an excellent ball player. This was like oh, I yeah. think by far his worst year, and he was a three-win player, one thirty-one OPS plus, yeah. three sixty-seven on base. Like when the dude's out there for the most part, he's still in pretty good shape. Yes, I agree. The game's played um, not great lately. Eighty-two. Yeah, I, I 
He played one nineteen is... last year in twenty twenty two. He had a good, uh, he had a full, a full season in in uh, twenty, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, really easy to have a full down. season in twenty. Um, yes. No, but you, you want to? I would trade for him if the money was right. Let's put it that way. And I think many teams yeah. should think the same way. Yeah, I, you can. We can definitely debate. You, you're yeah. gonna have to buy some money down for the most part, <laughs> especially with the Angels. Um, yeah, he's uh, in my opinion, tough, he's but... the most, uh, he's the most untradeable player in baseball because of that contract and what you need to get back. For Artie Moreno and Perry um, Nazian, to what they need to get back to be able to justify to their fan base, you just traded Mike F and Trout. <laughs> oh, you better get some names back. And then on the other side, oh, I just mortgaged my entire farm to get this guy. Tough, tough spot for Mikey there. We're good friends like that. I call him Mikey. Mikey, That's I still nice. think he can get traded though. I do. I, I, I hope. I've still got. I've got just like the Dodgers think they're front runners for. Otani, I'm in the Philly area a good amount. In Atlantic City, oh. we do shows there all the time. And I'm telling you, they come up to me already. It's been the last few months. Once they heard there was even like a chance that he could get traded, they go, you think we can get Trout? They love him. He, he's, he's Millville. He's South Jersey. They love him. They know that their mm -hmm. owner doesn't give a shit. He spends it's stupid money. And for the most part, it's been pretty fun, that stupid yeah. money to ride along. And same thing. Does Trout make their outfield better? Yeah. And do, do they maybe pick up more money than most teams would? Yeah, and I think it would be fucking sick if Trout's playing for the Phillies next year. And also, again, we need – and I know Trout, you know, is not the best player in the game anymore, especially based on the games played, right? Like, Otani's a better player. But regardless, and, and we pick on this team a lot, and Angels fans, absolutely, many of them despise me, even though all I do is shit on Artie Moreno. But I guess, yeah, I don't yeah. know, maybe he pays them to say shit to me. But Mike Trout and Shohei Otani – have not been in the postseason. Trout, yeah, for five minutes um, and got swept up by Kratz, but they have not been in the postseason, essentially. Like, that can't happen. I'm worried about the sport, and I want to be entertained, and I want everyone to see those guys in October. I'm big on that. And the fact that neither of them have been there besides Trout for five seconds against the Royals in a sweep a billion years ago can't happen. So I just think that could make the offseason wild. Yeah, if that baseball would love to have – uh, of at least a month and a half of Mike Trout rumors before Artie or Perry come out and say, we're not trading Mike Trout. Just give it some yeah. time. Let us mm -hmm. have something, you know? <laughs> right. Give us our moment. Give I it just, to us yeah. now. I, we can't even, like with Trout, I can't even say like, you know, someday, years from now, I'm going to yo, there was this guy, Mike Trout. He was insane. He did it all. Like, oh, was he clutch? I don't know. I mean, his team was never so, even like a playoff contender for the know. last couple yeah. months. I'm like, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. We, we don't know. That sucks. Am I wrong? Did I say anything wrong? And, and yeah. when we get that chance, and when we get that chance, we're talking about somebody who's now in his mid-30s. You know, we don't know what prime, prime Mike Trout was going to look like. I mean, if, just give him a half a decade earlier from when he's playing with with Mike Sosha's Angels, and you know Garrett Anderson, you, you you know you had Jared Washburn, you had these these guys. Those are only two names I pulled out of my ass right now. I got more. We can go, but I know I know uh, you guys <laughs> probably want to change the subjects at some point. But, no, 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 uh, I like it. But also, uh, last thing on Trout too, and our guy Derek Bryan the scene said forty home runs in twenty twenty two, not like in twenty seventeen. Forty home runs. Yeah. 6.3 war in 119 games. The like, fact, yeah, that's insane. And, and I mean, those are, those are honestly Shohei numbers. He did kind of the stars. same thing this year. Shohei did the same thing this year. Yeah. And those yeah, guys that's playing what I'm together. Like, people are too hard on Trout right now. Relax. With any, yeah. Yeah. Hey, right? listen, 
I'm I again. I'm already in Eagles season right now, so I'm, yeah. I'm still. <laughs> this, is, this is hours later. I got home last night. First thing I did was poured myself a whiskey, and I and at the same time, like a moron, I cracked open like some sort of you know fizzy drink or whatever. So I was not I was not ready to uh, to have this day quite yet. We were not expecting it. Win one game, man. Anyways. Well, we're here for you, dude. You were you're a star. That was really fun. Um, appreciate the extra time there too, because I think it was it was worth kind of laying it all out, and we call it therapy sessions. So we're yeah, here for you, for real. Uh, Clint. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Great yeah. talking to you. Yeah, and I want to say, say to you guys, if I'm still on, I don't know. Yep, I think you're I'm here. Off, right? Still okay, here. I want to say here. to you guys, you know, I might not see you again immediately after, but congrats on a great first season. You know, it's fun watching you guys. Uh, you know, the rotating, uh, uh, you know, co-hosts and everything. Uh, you guys are great. Keep keep crushing it. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that. Yeah. Trying to bring, uh, trying to get these guys to say whatever the fuck they want. Um, right. <laughs> they got that clubhouse culture. They don't want to be like Orlando Arcia. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Kratz. Attaboy. Attaboy. Scroll Attaboy. back. Attaboy, Scroll Kratz. back and, and, and see that juice. Kratz versus the media. But actually... He was on our side, so but appreciate it. Thank you, Clint. Yeah, it's, Thanks, it's guys. been a fun appreciate ride, you. and we like being part of the creator crew here. So, um, go Eagles. Have a good one, dude. Yeah, yeah. Go, go Birds. That's right. Clint Pasias, um, lead editor of DodgersNation.com, and we'll, we'll post a bunch of those clips. Obviously, there's some good stuff there. So, uh, if you want to follow him, that'll be on our Twitter, among other spots.